0: listening to Lead Defend, the podcast designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of your young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build your faith as you engage in a changing
1: culture. Here are your hosts, Seth Tucker and Ryan Scantling.
0: Hey, welcome to the Lead Defend podcast. This is Seth and Ryan, and we are here uh, just excited to spend another Thursday with y'all. We have been Nine months now in the midst of COVID. Nine months of... It's been a long nine months. It's been a long nine months. I mean, I've seen some tremendous memes, Ryan. Have you seen some of these?
1: Yeah, TikToks, memes. I mean, it's been juicy content.
0: Great content. One of my favorites is there was a guy in Arkansas. I don't know if he started these memes, but it would be like a picture of like a Dog the Bounty Hunter, but it says... 2020 uh, has been hard on all of us, and it's captioned like it was said by Taylor Swift. But it's,
1: <laughs> yes, I've seen <laughs> those. Those were fire, man. They were on
0: fire. <laughs>
1: they are good. <laughs> so, it has been a year of good content. Taylor yes. Swift put out a new album. So, Amen. Amen. Crazy. Crazy days. Gosh, but yes. it's also been a year where a lot of unexpected stuff happened. Yes. There's that.
0: That's right. I got a new dog. Did you really? Yes, we did. We got a, a miniature Australian Shepherd hmm. named Hero.
1: And, and it's not like Seth doesn't have kids. Seth has kids and yes. a dog now.
0: And a dog. Um, it, there's a lot of mouths to feed. So, we need to start selling some merch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. So, you check out leaddefend.org and buy your lead defend t shirt. For real, we don't have those yeah, yet, but no. now we'll get them.
0: Then we might, be yes. will. I don't know. we will. We maybe should. All right. So, uh, but but in truth, in, in all seriousness, this has been a year where we could either just like beg and plead for, for it to change, right? Mm, where we yeah. could just say, hey, let, get us back to normal, God, which I would argue normal isn't good because normal pre COVID. We weren't really effective for the kingdom of God, but it's a time where we could have just, you know, waited for the things to end and we could continue to wait for those things to end, or we could learn something. And so nine months in, uh, I shared a little bit ago about some things that God's been teaching me through COVID. And I want I want Ryan to take that chance. So, so Ryan, what has God been teaching you in the last nine months?
1: i feel like this generation seth is going to be telling those stories of i remember when i learned that everything was shutting down so for me you know working at university of central arkansas i remember when uca made the decision to kind of cancel classes go online for the rest of the semester or at least for that extended spring break was what it was at the start and i was reading in my bible that day mark chapter 4. And, and, dude, that's just been the passage that kind of keeps coming to mind and has and really been refreshing to me through this season. So I'm actually going to read it, Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 35. It says, On that day, when evening had come, he told them, that's Jesus, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and took him along since he was in the boat, and other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so the boat was already being swamped. Bro, I felt swamped Mm. the last couple months. He was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion, so they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and sea obey him. Now, that's a passage that a lot of people are familiar with. A lot of people have heard if they've kind of been in a church background. And for me, I I read this thing with with some new eyes, honestly. Mm. First off, I I mean, these guys are just going through a typical day. Like, these dudes are professional fishermen. They had row, row, rowed a boat a couple Mm. times, gently down the stream, been there, done that. But all of a sudden now, there's a storm. And it says it like this. They left the crowd. They took him along since he was in the boat. And others were with him. And that... That verse right there, verse, I guess it's uh, 36 even strikes me. They left the crowd and took him along since he was in the boat. That sometimes Jesus is just to us a companion on our journey. Mm -hmm. And and so for me, like even at the start of the whole pandemic, I didn't want Jesus to just be a companion. Like I wanted him to be Lord and whatever he wanted to teach me through this, I thought it would be two weeks. I I wanted to be open and available to it. It goes on. A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so the boat was already being swamped. I, I think all of us, at some point, whether you listening have experienced it or not, you're going to experience storms in life. Uh, and storms have the possibility to either flood your faith or fill your faith. I, I can remember growing up on a farm, we had a three-wheeler. Do you ever ride three-wheelers? No, I was a chicken. Okay, so we had a three-wheeler, and... Three-wheelers are now outlawed. They're banned. Honda no longer makes them because they're incredibly dangerous. Very. Like, three-wheelers turn over, flip over all the time. And I can remember we would go out on the farm and hit ramps and go on this three-wheeler, and we flipped it a lot as kids. And the problem with flipping it is oftentimes all of the gas would rush to the engine and flood it. And I would only get in trouble for flipping the three-wheeler when my mom knew about it. And the only time she knew about it was when it became flooded and was no longer useful for like driving up and down the road so i think in a similar way storms in our life can really flood us out and make us ineffective they can fill our faith in that sometimes in those really deep difficult times man it can reassess or reorient our attention to the lord but sometimes it just floods us out and it wipes us away and so going into this season i said man i I really want to be filled more so than I want to be flooded. And and the text goes on. It says, he was in the stern sleeping on the cushion. There's a lot of meaning there. Like Jesus was in the boat with them, but he had this calm in his soul that even enabled him to sleep. And they woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? I said, I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I looked at the situations around me and, and I wondered, God, are you even concerned about this? Like the nuances of every day and yeah. the honestly, the mundane of everyday stuff. Yeah. And sometimes it's the mundane that kills you, you know? Yeah. It's not
0: even, I mean, there are days that, yeah, like you're struggling, you've had a hard loss or you've, you know, something like that. And, and, and you almost like, you know, that God cares and that helps. But man, it's the everyday that, you maybe wake up and go to bed and you've thought about God twice or something like that. That, that, Those days you question if God is doing anything in your life.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. Now, I think the disciples were a bit melodramatic. Yeah. Like a a storm, it was probably really bad, but Jesus, don't you care that we're going to die? And the reality is sometimes I tend to be like that too. Like Mm -hmm. when any one thing changes or shifts – And I'm not comfortable with it. I'm like, oh, man, I'm dead. It's the end of the world. I'm freaking out. Uh, and, And I think the pandemic has really been like that for a lot of us. All of our norms have been taken away. All of those kind of normalities are shifted. And then it says, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked one another, who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. And I think in that whole passage, there are a couple of things that really stuck out to me. No, number one, it says that there were a whole armada of boats. It says that there were a lot of boats with them. In fact, it says, and other boats were with him. But there were only a couple of the disciples, a couple in this whole caravan of boats that were in the same boat with Jesus. Now, we know how storms work. The storm would have affected the whole sea, or at least a portion of the whole sea. Yeah. And so all of those boats would have been affected. But only the people who were in the boat with Jesus as they started the journey got to experience up close and personal what he did. Hmm. And man, this just broke me. There A couple months ago in March, I, I anticipated, not fully, but that we were going into some storm, something weird that I had never faced before. And I just tried as best as I could to make the decision, Jesus. I don't know where this journey is going to take me, but I want to be in the boat with you. It's this concept that, like, your proximity to Jesus affects how you see him and experience him. Yeah. I mean, the folks that were in the boat with him got to see him do that. Now, everybody on the sea benefited. Oh, like yeah. everybody on the sea benefited from the closeness or, or the fact that Jesus calmed that sea. But only those that We're in the boat with him, got to experience it up close and personal. And I'll say this, there have been a lot of people who, through this pandemic and through this difficult season, have got to experience God, but it's been from afar. Like, they've experienced God because they see what he's done in other people's lives, or they've seen how he's worked in some situation far off. For example, I I think that eventually God's going to bring an end to this pandemic, And I think all of us will experience grace in that way. But I don't want to just experience Jesus from afar. I want to make the decision before every difficult journey that I'm going to be in the boat with him and be as close as possible as him. And you notice their proximity to Jesus was already determined before the storm happened. Like they didn't get to decide in the middle of the storm, oh, I'm going to hop in this boat with him. And so I think that's a good reminder to me that, in the middle of all things, I really have to stay close to Jesus because I never know when the storm is going to happen. I never know when that difficult yeah. situation is going to arise um, because it's really unexpected. Like Storms are unexpected. They're chaotic, and they come when you don't really anticipate them coming. What did you think your 2020 was going to look like?
0: If you could have gone <laughs>
1: back to February and, and painted this could... picture of 2020, what did it look like?
0: I saw myself with a schedule that I had never had as busy of. Like it was the busiest schedule that I could yeah. have ever put together. Wow. And, and I liked it because I, I look forward to like traveling. I look forward to Yeah. You to and thinking. I kind of thrive on the yeah, we busyness. Love it. Yeah. We love it. You know, now, now my wife does not, my children do not. Um, and, and, uh, you know, you'll probably learn that your wife probably doesn't either. Yeah. Um, they like us at home. Uh, but, um, I thought that's where we were going. Mm. You know, I thought, hey, this is you know, I put this together; it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna have a great year. There's gonna be a lot of I, I expected because we've always equated busyness to God doing something,
1: mm. and and yeah. I,
0: I, I just thought, man, God's gonna like, there's gonna be some great stuff that happens this year. And man, you know, obviously that just changed. <laughs> God, in in a matter of uh, you know what, when I can't, how long was it from the time when we heard about the coronavirus? To the point that it shut everything down. Was it like
1: two months? So, I remember hearing about it. December? It, January? I, so, late January for certain. Yeah. And and then, you know, news stations are like, oh, yeah, this coronavirus in China, they're shutting down this city, putting it on lockdown. And I thought, oh, man, I just kind of traveled overseas for my honeymoon. <laughs> um, but I thought, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's way far away, not coming to us. And yeah. then February, it's like, oh, you know, they're – there's maybe a case or two in seattle was where it where it really started and at this point i was planning the mission project to winnipeg across the canadian border and i thought oh man those canadians are going to freak out and they're not going to let us come that was my initial thought yeah. like oh no us they're americans gonna are going to infect them live. all yeah. and so and then the canadians are still doing pretty well and then all of a sudden dude It's everywhere. I remember the last Lead, Defend conference. One of the keynote speakers, and that was the last big gathering at the end of February. Yeah. One of the keynote speakers said, hey, guys, who knows? In a month, we may not even be able to do something like this. And, bro, I heard that, and I literally rolled my eyes.
0: You and I did. Like, we did not believe that in that moment. We talked about it. It's just, it's one of those things where God just shook our world.
1: Yeah. And and, and I think that brings us back to this text, like, God shakes your world, but then in the middle of it, like when everything's shaking, when everything's crazy, when Jesus stands up to rebuke the wind and the waves, he says this, silence, be still. And so you talk about the busyness. Dude, that was real in my life. In fact, sometimes I feel like I thrive on busyness, and maybe it's because in my busyness, it's really easy to fake a vibrant spiritual life with God but when everything's kind of taken away, mm-hmm. it really makes me answer the question, am I in the boat with him, like in close proximity, experiencing his presence? And man, that's a question that's hard to ask of myself. And so Jesus makes a statement, silence, be still. The wind ceases. there's a great calm. And then he says, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Like, and I think that's Sometimes I look at that and I'm like, Jesus, that's not even a fair question. They woke you up and said, do you not care? Like, they came to you in their time of need. But I think therein lies some of the problem. Sometimes I'm only tempted to run to Jesus in my time of greatest need. Yeah. Jesus says, you still have no faith. Like, dude, I'm taking care of this situation. Like, I've got you. I see you. I know you. And in fact, I have so much trust that I, I'm, I'm able to sleep on this cushion. <laughs>
0: You know, we were talking about business, and we're talking about, like, growing, like, walking with Jesus, okay? Like, walking closer to Him. It reminds me of, man, I can't remember the, the, I can't remember all the details, but, man, it it was something Jared Farley had said to me. Mm. And and to a few of us. Profound man.
1: Profound
0: man. And uh, he's the BCM director at Henderson State University.
1: Great beard, but here's what some people don't know about Jared Farley. I consistently out-ski him whenever we go and ski together. <laughs> like, I can beat that dude down a mountain every single day. I know some people think he's super athletic, but in skiing, I can beat him. But here's something you don't know either, right? He doesn't listen to this podcast, so he doesn't care. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> um,
0: but Jared said at one point, he was talking about how the – God's goal for our life is to know him and for him, him to you know for us to know God mm-hmm. and for God to know us. Wow. It's to walk with Jesus, yeah. right? And and so many times we think that I am doing the Lord's work when I'm busy. Yeah. And and I'm doing stuff for God. But it's yeah. not about what we do for God. It's it's about being with God. And, uh, gosh,
1: that that's deep. Yeah. I, I mean, you're waiting off at a deep territory. I know. I know I'm know.
0: i sorry. It, but God, it, during COVID in my mind, in, in my life, yeah. I say my mind, in my life, COVID slowing me down mm. has drawn me to a place where God showed me either you're going to walk with me or you're not. Yeah. And you have no excuses right now.
1: That's a good word. So well, and even I don't e- know
0: if that puts me in the boat or out of the boat or if I'm walking on water with Jesus. I don't know. Hey,
1: hey, who knows? We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll let some of you theologians that listen in uh, answer that question. But, but even the, the last phrasing in this passage, yeah. is says they were terrified. Yeah, and, and they weren't so much terrified about the storm at this point. They were terrified like, whoa, we're in the presence of a dude who just calmed the wind and the waves by saying, silence, be still. And then he, he called us out on our lack of faith in the last statement, the last sentence. Who then is this? Even the wind and sea obey him. And, and you go back to that statement that Farley made, like for God to know us and us to know God. I mean, this whole experience in one of the craziest storms that they'd probably ever been in on that sea. And, and I think, Seth, therein lies something too. These guys had been on this sea time and time again. Yeah. Like if you would have asked them before, oh, are you nervous about this journey? They'd be like, nah, I, I fish these seas. In fact, I have a baseball cap with a lure in it from this sea. I, I've been on it so many times. I can remember fishing this spot and that spot. I can remember doing this on the shore. Like they would recount story after story. They were comfortable with it. And so if you ask them if they were nervous about the trip, they'd say, no, there's no way. But then when they got in the middle of that water and it started to do something unfathomable to them, Dude, they were terrified. And, and therein for me, sometimes I get so comfortable navigating this life that I forget that i got to rely on Jesus to get through each and everything. And I get so comfortable that I, I forget about how reliant on him I really need to be. And, and this whole episode makes them ask one question. Who then is this? Even the wind and sea obey him which for me proves something big, like that even our biggest troubles in life answer to Jesus. Like our biggest problems, our biggest issues, our biggest hassles, this pandemic answers to Jesus. I I think sometimes we really fret and freak out about things that Jesus is already working in and through and that he's already settled. So, yeah, overall, last nine months, man, I've been here a lot. Like, Jesus, I want to be in the boat with you. Like, at the end of this thing, and it doesn't look like it's over yet, and perhaps not for quite some time. Normal is never returning as it was, not completely. No. And and if we think it is, we're lying to ourselves or we had this weird concept of what normal was. So normal's not going to be the normal that we had. And even still, I just want to be in the boat with Jesus. Yeah. I just want to be in close proximity so that when he works and when he moves, man, I don't miss a thing. You know, it's... it's
0: it... <laughs> It's one of those things in our lives right now that I think coronavirus, I, I mean, I have, I've grown some from this when we're talking about this, these things. Yes. I've grown, I've grown some through this, right? Like jo- Jesus yeah. has showed me like, I want you to walk with me. But at the same point, I think the biggest thing thus far, and maybe I have further to go still, mm. is that it's been very uh, enlightening to where i'm at yeah like uh i i'm sure there's a lot of more spiritual wow. men than myself that have that have 100 moved and grown through this time yeah. but i've at least seen a good picture of where i am that's a good and, word
1: uh yeah because i look back and think man i've missed plenty of opportunities in the last nine months
0: yeah and so what i would encourage our listeners is if if you haven't if you can't look back at the last nine months and say, I've grown immensely closer to Jesus, then I would encourage you to do as scripture often tells us to stop and think. Yeah, Think upon your ways, different passages, different say, say it different ways, but think about your ways. If you're not growing closer to Jesus right now, take a, a look at where you're at and see where God is trying to grow you mm-hmm. and just start walking with him then. Get in the boat right now. I don't yeah. know if you're in the boat yet. that's a good word.
1: And and that's the thing about this life that God calls us into. Like, the invitation is open. Hey, jump in right now.
0: And, I mean, yeah, like whether you're a Christian, you're not a Christian, like there is always a response for every one of us. Mm. Whatever that might look like, it's going to look different. For me, man, it's going to be like, Seth, I've shown you where you're at with me. Now do something about it. Walk with me. That's a good word. And for others, man, hey, you might not be a follower of Jesus Christ. You, now's the time for you to realize that Jesus died so that you could be forgiven of your sins, mm. and if you repent and you believe, you can be saved. Yeah. And we'd encourage you to find a church nearby and talk to one of them about what it would look like for you to become a Christian. For sure.
1: Uh, one thing, Seth or a BCM. Hey. One thing, Seth, through this uh, season that has really helped me is having something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And speaking of things to look forward to. Lead defend conference is coming at you in 2021. Now 21. It may look a bit different. We're still working out all the juicy deets, but mm. we're going to have those posted to you on leaddefend.org soon. So Follow social media at Lead Defend on Instagram. We don't mess with Twitter most days. But follow social media and go to LeadDefend.org, and it's going to be a good time. Mm.
0: There's going to be a free honey bun at LeadDefend 2021.
1: At least one of them. So be there and get you a piece of that.
0: You find Ryan and I at the Lead Defend podcast table. And one of us, Ryan, will have
1: a honey bun for you. <laughs> you know what I really like? <laughs> I love the frosted honey buns. Oh, yeah. I love those. Listen, you got to microwave that thing a little bit. That and some chocolate Ooh. milk. Ooh. Mm. All right, we'll end on that. Thank yeah. you guys for joining us. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. Until next time, check out our website at leaddefend.org
0: for details on the next Lead Defend conference or shoot Seth and Ryan an email at leaddefend at If you want to help us out, rate and review Lead Defend on your podcast app. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.
1: Thanks for listening. Now go lead. A podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.